1: Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I used to have so many men...
2: Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: Hey everyone, welcome to Intimate Knowledge. I'm Brooke Burke. I'm Megan king Edmonds. And I'm sex and intimacy coach Leela DeVille. And today we're going to talk about something that's slightly uncomfortable for a lot of people. Um... Eric Roberts is joining us later to talk about ED, erectile dysfunction, and I was really surprised to learn that 40% of men in their 40s are experiencing it, 50% of men in their 50s are experiencing it, and the numbers raise, and a lot of people are not talking about it, and so we kind of want to get into the perspective of what women experience, what men experience, how we can help, and what's going on, and why our expectations are often about, you know, the, the, the long sex session and the end result being orgasm and all of the things that happen in between
4: right yeah i think sex has become far too performative um there's so much expectations on on what we should should be experiencing and what we shouldn't and rather than what's really present between um two people um and also i also who we change who we are sexually changes um throughout a lifetime it doesn't remain constant day to day let alone you know month month to month or mm-hmm. um, and, and we go through all these different life stages mm-hmm. and so what we expect of ourselves is also is going to change and needs to change and, and, and when what it comes we expect to our partners yeah right? and when it comes to erectile dysfunction i think women put and partners put way too much emphasis on on themselves being like it, attaching it to who they are as lovers mm-hmm. and if they're good or not yeah absolutely um, when I think what we'll learn with Eric is it's not so much about that, but more. Do so I what's turn you going- on? Am I not turning right, on? Yeah. Have I done women, something wrong? Yes. Are you
3: still interested? Like all these questions that come up in the female brain may or may not be contributing to it. Like, have you experienced, like I've been, I've been married for 19 years to do two, two different partners and we had a very healthy, active sexual, you know, partnership. So I haven't experienced a lot of that, in my life. And I, and I think if I did, I would meet it with compassion and, and, you know, delicate conversation, but I can only imagine what a man must go through and what his partner must go through. I, I did have one relationship where, you know, with a man whose you know, end game and goal wasn't ejaculation and was an orgasm. And to be quite honest, I didn't really like that. That made me, it didn't, well, okay, it sort of made me feel like he wasn't turned on enough, but it also made me feel like it was slightly disappointing. And mm. looking back now, maybe that was selfish because my idea of his pleasure was you know, you end the
4: race with,
3: with right. not the race, you want something you,
4: that's quantifiable that you know that the yeah, job like you did done. it. And I
3: also and feel it. like it's yeah. hot, like that, that, that shared yeah. experience where it's like that fireworker moment, I think is hot. So I thought that was kind of a drag to be really selfish. I, I did.
5: I, I don't know. it. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you, Brooke. I, I totally like that fireworks moment. I think that's a big deal as far as like the way the emphasis that, that I put on sex. Um, I mean, I'm trying to expand my mind, but like where I sit right now, that's, that's how I feel. And, and like going back to the ED thing, um, I don't really know if I've had that experience or not, because I think like looking back, I think that there's been moments where the guy can play it off, you know, like he's tired or something or like, it's kind of experienced experience, but you didn't know what, what it was. Maybe maybe I, or maybe they were being honest. Maybe that was the problem. You know, they were tired or whatever it was, but, um, it could also be, it doesn't make me feel good. Well, the 30% of men in their thirties too. I mean, Mm. this, this affects men in general, you know, sexually active men in general. And so, so I think that even as a woman, it's, it's hard to know, Is there an issue or are they going through something or is it me? Mm -hmm.
3: And what we're going to learn later in the episode also is the medical part of this and the psychological part of it and how we can be better partners and and really meet this situation with loving kindness, which I think is really Mm -hmm. important. And to take the pressure off of ourselves as women to sort of get somebody back in it where there could be a whole lot of other things going on. Um, that might not be our job to fix but it would be nice to think that we can all be Mm -hmm. mature loving partners that can help a situation and um you know just make it a little bit easier on the couple
4: yeah where we can get our validation from something else other than that too where it's coming from with within ourselves rather than what our partner is reflecting to us Mm -hmm. or we think our partner is reflecting right what
3: do you think about the expectation that um most, I think it's fair to say, most men and women put on um, the, end the orgasm, the end game. I mean, yeah, I loved what men. you said, you don't like that, Leela. Pre- I'm well, not I love it. what I you said previous episodes ago about core play rather than foreplay, because foreplay and, you know, in, 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 in sets up the scene that this is the prequel to, yeah, the you know, the orgasm.
4: Yeah, and I and I feel like especially for a lot of women that I work with, that um, it, more pressure doesn't equate to more pleasure for them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to reach for their orgasm rather than just being in the moment. And, and it also kind of really plays into this idea that there's only one really type of orgasm for women, which is very similar to the way that a man orgasms. And I feel like there is a moment within orgasm that um, – I call it the ultimate moment. It's the, that two or three seconds where you kind of blur, where you can kind of the edges of you kind of melt that away, moment. and then, that euphoric moment. I don't. I think that's what we're on the quest for in orgasm. But I think that experience can be bled through the whole experience rather than that one moment. That's sort
3: of a tantric concept, also about yeah. like the wave, sort of the ebbs and flows, and sort of riding that that wave of ecstasy without. Mm. Um, you know the crash at the end i, I mean it 's so interesting I, I I think we should talk about also like as women we can have an very heightened pleasurable experience without even the need for orgasm. So I'm, I'm going back to what I just said and thinking, God, I was kind of selfish and immature in that relationship, f- be feeling bummed out because he wasn't arriving to where I
4: thought he yeah, should arrive. Yeah, it's a conditioning for sure. You mm. know, I mean, sometimes Cultural in, in the morning, you know,
3: it, it could be extremely pleasurable to share mm-hmm. a sexual experience with your partner but then, you know, need to get on with your day and <laughs> you <know? Right>. yeah. <laughs> it's not really about right. like,
4: let me just lay there in euphoria, exhausted because right. I have things to do you of to like get up and get rolling and i've also experienced with ed uh, i i totally understand that when it's like consistently a, an issue that they that then you need to get external um help and there can be a whole mm-hmm. lot of reasons for that but also when when my man isn't aroused i love Trying to get him aroused, and then what if that fails? How do you
3: feel if if you approach it that just just a question, not challenging at all? But if you approach it in that way and you're enjoying the challenge of it, and then you're not, it's not improving. How do you that? This is the what the takeaway I think for men and women from this episode because it's so important in common. How are you processing that so that you still have a feel
4: good, you know, realistic? Because it's really about my connection with that person, not about how his anatomy is performing. Yeah. It's about how we are connecting. And, and I so think if life, I feel that and that we're present with each other and we see each other and, you know, it's hot, it doesn't necessarily have to like I don't have to have penetrative sex he doesn't have to be hot I don't need to come it's just the play of that energy and that connection then I'm, I'm satisfied and what a loving dialogue to be able to
3: have in that moment should this happen and you're experiencing yeah. it that baby this is about our connection it's not about anything yeah. else like take a breath let's take a beat let's redirect yeah. let's like hit the pause button for a moment so that you meet your partner with loving energy that mm-hmm. takes away that you know that inner dialogue that a man must go through but like oh my god I'm not pleasing her I'm embarrassing yeah. oh, what am I going to do now? Mm. This is terrible. And then they're in their head and way too much pressure. Great sex
4: doesn't have to be seamless, you know, like where it's just like a continuous flow. These stops Mm. and starts and these plays and these learnings, I think like that's the richness Mm -hmm. of, of the sexual experience. It doesn't have to be this like you know, yeah. the climax is it tabby and so that's a tab how B. long a it lasted or
3: how intense yeah. it was or how many orgasms exactly.
4: or how did I, yeah, it's not well, you about you the performance. sex is process. really about the connection. Otherwise we right. just use vibrators all the time because they right. can probably do For it better sure. than any man. I think
3: process right. is really, really, really important in a sexual union. You know, the process, not the end game, not the end result, but the process,
5: right? Well, Lila, you said that. Okay. So women can experience orgasm in a lot of different ways and mm. different sensations, Whereas a man just ejaculates no. and that's that no that's no? not true oh that's not no. true okay like okay the, the okay. So male orgasm
4: and ejaculation they are two separate processes so they don't have to they don't necess- they don't happen at this exactly the same time oh. you can ejaculate and not orgasm you can orgasm and not ejaculate what? and for I don't know men that. yeah and cool. for a woman too so huh. um so if if you're a, a woman who experiences female ejaculation, that doesn't necessarily have to be connected to your. Orgasm. So
3: a man could have an orgasm and not ejaculate.
4: Absolutely, and no. when you can disconnect the two, there's like much more varied experience available for a man and his pleasure and an orgasm too, just like a woman. Huh. Yeah, I've okay, well, never mind heard that before.
3: That is really interesting.
4: Mm, I, like I went through a whole period with my partner where. Um, where that 's what we were exploring, he was not he was practicing orgasm non ejaculating wow,
3: and it 's a different sensation right?
4: yeah, I mean what did it, okay when when a man ejaculates it 's essentially all of his sexual energy coming through and out and it ex- 's dispersing now there 's a way that you can retain that energy and circulate it through the body so that you 're more charged up. <laughs> And more alive and more fulfilled. It's just like for a woman, too. It's just fascinating
3: the better hmm. we get to know our body and the, those conversations that we can have with our partners to understand other possibilities. Yeah. You know, like Megan like and I are looking at each other like we've never yeah. even heard of that. No. The possibility yes. openness. I, yeah, yes. and I think this is
4: where sex becomes kind of blah. It's like when it's just tab A and setting into tab B and getting to point B right, or right, A. You know, right. it's just kind of like like how there's, there's other possibilities and... I, yeah, but if you... So if you're with um, a male that has an
5: ED, you know, kind of circumstance going on, does that mean they can't get turned on?
4: No, they could be totally turned on and okay. want you and desire They're you. Just, it's just that their body isn't responding okay. in that way. So usually... I, and I know Eric... Um, Eric Roberts is going to go into it for sure because right. this, is, this is their whole domain about, um, about blood flow and circulation. And also some and, of the medical issues. And so we have some yeah. solutions
3: for people and, you know, for men and women and how to deal with it and um, how to make it better. And also acceptance is a really big part of this conversation, um, meeting your partner with love and compassion. And,
4: um, and people, a lot of people don't talk about it. So, you know, and when we, when we look at the statistics of how common this is, you I know, mean, I'm not alone. You know, as women, we're going to go through menopause. We're going to experience our bodies in a different way and like, yeah, I think a lot of compassion and generosity. Like, and I wonder if part of not talking about, about it is the fear
3: of making it a bigger deal. It's sort of like, and I've been in this when you're, you know, you're married okay. or you're going through your hormonal years, you've had kids and you're just not in the mood and your libido's low and you're, mm-hmm. it's just not your season. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And your partner. You're not always is, the
4: full moon. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And
3: your partner's bugging you about it. And then there's sort of that fear of that, God, if we keep talking about this. This is going to become such an issue that we're not going to want to do it at all. Right. So you sort of bury it and you don't deal with it. And I, I would imagine um, that ED might be such delicate subject matter that it's very similar. Yeah,
4: and it's very, very connected sad. to a, a man's masculinity. So yeah. this can like really ripple through every area of mm-hmm. life for, for him. So, yeah, it's a delicate one and I'm excited to talk about it.
3: Do you think we should discuss... Um, female orgasm and the pressure that women put on themselves in relation to that and faking orgasms or just not understanding whether they're having them or not having them i mean it's a loaded
4: conversation but big topic i think we could probably do a whole episode on that
3: a lot of women don't have orgasms and have accepted the stats that are very high that they think some women just can't, and not understanding that there are different G spots. We talked about this yeah. before, Leela, There are not just one or two. <laughs> there might be three or four different
4: there G are spots different and different types erogenous of zones, different mm-hmm. ways of experiencing pleasure. And I really encourage women to find their orgasm because so much of what we're expecting of our bodies is the it's the male arousal trajectory. Mm-hmm. Now that sometimes really works for a woman and it sometimes doesn't
3: break that down what, what, what so it just, what commonly you you when
4: like we, even when we're talking about orgasm what we're usually talking about is climax where you know there's a building and a building of energy you get to a tipping point once you reach that tipping point the energy dissipates you go over mm-hmm. you know that's that's climax now orgasm i generally say that there's probably as many different types of female mm-hmm. orgasm are there are women having them so I really encourage women to discover what it is for them. I and always that thought they were the same, climax and orgasm. No, I, I think, I think most people I think, think that. that. I, I, Definitely. I yeah. And I feel mm. that climax is just one slither of the orgasmic experience available. So do, you, okay. there's also, are, do like, different G-spots stiple- stimulate so spot. different types
3: yes. of orgasms?
4: I think they can be felt differently within mm-hmm. the body. Say a G-spot stimulated orgasm or climax can can result in, for a lot of women, female ejaculation. It can also be very emotional for a woman. It can be just very isolated. A clitoral um, orgasm can be just very isolated to the genitals alone. Once you go deeper into the, the vaginal canal and you find the A spot, which is the anterior fornix, which is on the same wall as the G spot but just further in and just below the, the cervix like that spot can have a different sensation and because it's deeper in the bot within the body the waves of the of the pleasure can be felt more fully in the body mm-hmm. and then there's the the cervix mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. for a cervical lot of orgasm and some people really? think this is real and some people think it's not real oh. what I mean, are your thoughts about uh, cervical I'm orgasms all about the cervical orgasm really because really? it can yeah. be
5: really uncomfortable and slightly right. painful but, but really? that's
4: because i, I don't feel like this. The a lot of the times the cervix That's can be kind of vulnerable. mistreated where it can be pounded upon mm-hmm. or hit accidentally. And so there can be this mm. recoil, like I just got hit and you kind of mm-hmm. like – try and back away from that sensation and not want it touched now the cervix needs a very gentle almost like it needs more of a pressure Pressure. than like a like Uh. a movement so the more that you can just like press against it and very gently
3: more of a gentle opening than a thrust
4: right? right And, you know, a lot That's of the, hot. you know, do, some doctors say that the cervix doesn't have a sensation, but we, oh, no, if you've given birth, no, I think, sure you know, that yeah, no, it so definitely does s- so yes. but if. cervical orgasms, mm-hmm. just to touch on that, a lot of women experience them as more of that full bodied wave mm-hmm. of, and, and mm-hmm. waves and waves of pleasure that can just keep on coming. Like, I also, my experience of cervical orgasms, I love them and they're probably like my default. If I was to have a default, I don't have a default in the way, but if it was one, it would be that. And for me, I can, I can orgasm from that with little to no movement Mm -hmm. at all. Amazing. It's just from penetration. And
3: my cervical Experience. I don't know that I would call it an orgasm, but now I'm wondering you know, when you open up the possibility of understanding all these different erogenous zones in our body and not just thinking there's one kind of orgasm, because I think many of us are stuck in that. Um, There's all sorts of other, you know, pleasure lanes, but. It's a different experience and a different sensation. It's very vulnerable and very intimate, and I agree with you. It's yeah. a very gentle experience. But imagine if we all accepted the imagine, fact that there yeah. are one, two, three, or possibly four ways to experience great pleasure, and it's not that expected, explosive. Exactly. You know, right. it can feel earthwa- light
4: experience. as a feather, yeah. where you feel like you're drifting on an ocean bliss. breeze, like bliss. You know, it can be like that. And like, the more we can lean into like the possibilities of what it can be, I think the more pleasure that we're going to experience. Even within our own selves. Yeah. There can be several different types of things.
5: Because I, I know this now I'm thinking back to my own experiences and thinking, okay, like, I felt this, and I felt this, but my whole psyche is wrapped up in the climax, yep. right? Yeah, and, and that's so what he's now. Usually, my mind your is partner is
4: pushing expanding. you towards mm-hmm. too, because yeah. they want that thing that's quantified, male can and female. See. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I also encourage women to kind of like I, I'm not into performative, but I am into expressing how it is that you're feeling and doing that through sound and through the body Mm -hmm. and even verbally if you need to, but it's um, and express
3: and expressing those pleasurable moments so that you can sit in them and sometimes sit in them in stillness to just discover those feelings without um, pressure Mm -hmm. and without rushing through them. And that's where communication becomes a big part of it. It's (laughs) like we we referred to this in the last episode, make love, not porn. Mm. So it's sort of like there could be a very loving orgasm. That's quite different than your, you know your porno yeah it might not look like that (laughs) hot sex (laughs)
4: that you've seen in pornography or that you've experienced before with your partner and a lot of women have resistance to even exploring that because they think oh that my partner's got not going to be up for that
3: well thank you lila thank you thank you for opening that door for us
4: i can assure you your man wants your authentic full-bodied pleasure and if that's what you're getting it from he's going to be all for Mm it amen
1: Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: right, everybody. So joining us in studio today is Mr. Eric Roberts, his lovely wife, Eliza, and Dustin. And we're going to unpack quite a delicate subject today. And we're just going to dive right into it because we've got a lot of questions and we're going to bring to life all of the important parts
4: about ED. Okay. Erectile dysfunction, Mm -hmm. right? Even
8: like watching you say that, you kind of cringe because it has such a stigma even in today's day and age that guys don't want to talk about it and their partners whether it's a man or a woman they're afraid to bring it up because they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings Mm -hmm. or make things worse so i'll let you guys take
4: it yeah this is something that's rarely talked about um and i i get a lot of women coming to me um mentioning about their their partner um and, and what's going on for them but it's like they can't even talk, to, they can't talk to their partner about it because there's so much shame. Um, and also not knowing what the options are. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I actually haven't heard of your your product before. And so I'm really interested to learn more about it. And um, and I, I'm sure our audience as well is just, yeah, to, to know this is available as an option is um, exciting. Well, let's start at the beginning. So
3: let's sort of break down what, what ED is and just, you know, bring that to the forefront of this conversation. Sure,
8: so... Um, my wife and I, Stephanie, we own a sexual performance slash ED clinic in Studio City where we do in-clinic treatments using an FDA-cleared sonic wave device, okay? It's a very expensive machine, so we have to charge a lot of money for these treatments. Can I, can I yeah. interrupt for yeah. a second? go. For I'm sure. Really what
6: yeah, I want says, to back up is, even sorry. further. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> ED, ED <laughs> Thank you. to me, um, at, at, as, a, as a woman, because we also can have issues, mm-hmm. right? Um it's kind of like insomnia where there's different manifestations. Some people can't fall asleep, some people can't stay asleep. So it's the same thing with with having an erection, feeling aroused and all that kind of stuff. Some people can't, you know, just they have it in their mind that they're so excited and then their body doesn't function go along with what their mm-hmm. desires are. Some mm-hmm. people they can but suddenly it's over, you know. I'm, I'm thinking I mean there was a friends episode and a sex in the city episode for every single one of these <laughs> yeah. variations um, and you know a lot of it is mental and then for some people it's just enhancement it's just that they've been with the same partner for a long time or they're just going through changes or stresses mm-hmm. and it would be nice just just feel freer and have more fun I was going to ask so, you how much of it is physical and how much of it is mental and I emotional I think a lot is mental mm-hmm. and emotional <clears throat> but Dustin can speak to that because some of it is actually physical
8: well yeah and the point I was going to to earlier is I see guys with ED all day long. What do, percentage
3: of men have
8: So it, this is I'll break it down very okay. simple. 40% of men in their 40s, 50% of men in their 50s, wow. 60% of men in their mm-hmm. 60s and so on and so forth, right? So wow. the, the national average 60, is 52% yeah. of men over the age of 40 either have some form of ED or are it's going to happen to them. Period. And would
3: you agree that a lot of people are avoiding um, talking about it because sometimes we think if we just ignore things they're going to go away. When Men in fact always
2: <laughs> avoid talking about this kind of thing especially with each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: and I Yeah, I, that's
3: understandable.
4: Yeah, it's directly linked to a man's sense of uh, masculinity, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's that thing where you feel like
6: if I bring it up am I going to make it into a problem and then it's always going to be a barrier in our communication. Somebody mentioned before giving the rocket which we'll get to as a gift which is a great idea but is that going to just seem like a giant hint you just hand them a breath mint yeah. you know that you have a problem
5: yeah. yeah. 100 <laughs>
8: right right yeah. it can Whoa. be but the, but you it's know we like will get more compliment. Compliment. Yeah. <laughs>
5: into it i feel like there needs to be a conversation before that gift is for vivid. sure <laughs> for sure yeah go ahead
8: oh i was just going to say so um but this type of technology that is in the rocket isn't just for guys with ed so as you know as we went along this process of fine tuning and building the prototypes um what we had found is we were getting a lot of guys come into the clinic and actually using this device as well that are fine. They're a nine out of a 10 and they're like, I want to be a 10 out of a 10. And I heard that this technology can make it. We have guys in their 20- We have, Thousands of customers, you know, in their 20s, 30s, and 40s who just want to get in front of having any type of performance issue. It okay. makes you better.
4: So how does it work on a biomechanical level, like for a man? Like okay. when, it, when there's erectile dysfunction, what is happening in the body, and how does this... Two things,
8: right? So this is, you know, getting back to your first question about ED. There's two reasons, other than the mental part, that guys get ED, and it's very simple. Plaque builds up, micro plaque builds up in the blood vessels of the penis, Right. Just like you have to go to the dentist to get your teeth cleaned no matter how well you take care of your teeth. You want to keep your teeth because you like to eat food. Well, that's why I invented this because it safely clears the plaque out of the blood vessels.
4: Which is accumulative as a man ages. As
8: anyone ages, uh, yes. And it can happen to guys in their 20s depending on their lifestyles. But mm-hmm. at some point in time, it's coming for them. Like I said, 40% of men in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and so, so on and so forth.
5: So I hear you say plaque buildup in the blood vessels. So yes. do a lot of men who have heart problems
8: also have ED? Yes. Yeah, so what happens is they get ED at a younger age than guys. Ah. I get Listen, plenty of guys come to my clinic that are, you know, they're, they're 5% body fat and they work out six days a week mm-hmm. and they have incredible diets and they are struggling with the ED issues. Mm-hmm.
5: Right? And is it, it could be genetic, I guess, then.
8: It, it can be 200%. genetic. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm just going out on faster. limb. No, no. I don't know what I'm but talking about. But the other reason, uh, besides the micro plaque that builds up in the blood vessels, is over time, the blood vessels start to weaken and they collapse. The two things that the rocket does is it safely removes the plaque and it rebuilds those blood vessels.
3: Mm. And is ED about getting the erection or maintaining the erection or both?
8: Maintaining it is the mental part. Okay The physical part I mean There's so many things That kind of work In conjunction So like Eliza was saying The mental aspect of it And especially If a guy's struggling In the bedroom He starts to get Performance anxiety Mm -hmm. Which is very difficult For a guy to shake It's awful Right I've been there Patients have been there So Mm -hmm. it's very difficult For a guy to shake So it's mental It's emotional Mm -hmm. With your partner Right It's physical So Mm -hmm. um, it's all three of those things that have to be working together.
6: One thing that's really interesting about having this conversation with women, like I actually brought the rocket up to my mother actually she's 94 years old she's a television <laughs> producer but she's always been very sexual she's been like, yeah, like five my as her. many guys I as I have lucky this you is to have a healthy yeah. mother no exactly but, um, but she as a matter of fact at my niece's seventh birthday she said what pearls of grandmotherly wisdom may I give you uh, marriage kills sex that, and my daughter who's gay and was young at the time was like thank you grandma for the, the <laughs> traumatizing message oh. but she would say who cares about their there are <gasps> penises that's a male fantasy that that's what we want anyway. So if they're interested in pleasing us, there's a lot of other parts of their body (laughs) that they can use. We don't care. So instead of it being so much us thinking, oh my God, is there something wrong with us? It's a a lot that we also would like to see the guy have a good time.
5: Of course. We
6: want him engaged and we want to feel that we're Mm -hmm. being effective. Mm
5: -hmm. And
6: so in that sense, you know, there is a way kind of to present it also where you're not blaming him or she, calling him out, or belittling him. Effective
2: is such a good word, God. And you are so effective,
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so sexy,
2: uh, Eric. I want like to, I,
3: I want to know what you think, like how you feel as a man. Like what do you, what do you experience, and so that we can better understand also how to be helpful. Because you know, our whole jam is about intimacy. It's about being intimate with ourselves, with our partner. It's about human connection, compassion. It's not just love and sex. It's really about connecting and understanding. You know what, what we need
2: well you're asking a great big huge question have we got the time because, yes. because it all starts as one thing and it becomes many others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I was as immaturely physically driven as a man can be really up until my 40s and then it went through a whole metamorphosis and then in my 50s it went through another one mm. and I'm having another one now and so um, sex and the appetite and the, and the commitment to it is always in transition or has been for me. It's always an evolution, that's how to say it, because it's always evolving. And uh, you don't expect it, you don't ask for it. And like when you turn 50 and you get up that day and you go to pee and it takes longer. Mm-hmm. You go, well, <laughs> yes. well, you don't have to talk to us women about motivation. We tell you. <know. laughs> but, but you know, it, you, don't, you, don't, you don't, ask for it. You don't look for it. You don't. It just happens for you. Mm. And uh, if you don't accept it, you're going to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. you have to accept. It, you have to roll with the punches. And then, and then, my friend John Hoffman, my my crazy inventor friend John Hoffman, Eric, try this thing I'm inventing. But I don't need it. It's not about need. It's about fun. Check this out. Mm. And um, my mm. crazy friend was right. But, but go
4: ahead. Yeah, I want to know how it feels. You said it's fun. Does it f- is there a sensation attached to the device, and what does it feel like?
2: OK, now I feel funny.
4: <laughs> this is good, too much. Uh, it,
2: feels, it feels like if you did this.
4: He's flicking. On He's my flicking penis, I'm
2: finger. flicking my middle finger from my thumb. Flick, flick. If you did that, kind of hard, but not in a mean way, mm-hmm. but in a solid way. Oh,
8: okay. All
2: that's, throughout? That's what it's like. Is
5: it all throughout the penis? No,
2: it's oh. where
8: it hits it. Oh. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a like sonic. A sh- yeah, like it is a... It's, it's and they have
2: directions right. where to put it
8: and for... What and how Where it's and most useful, it's, it's a son- pick. It, it, it's it's a, it's a sonic wave, and you guys can see right here. This yeah, tip I, right I, here. I want to
3: break this down just real yeah. quick because nobody's no. seeing what we're seeing. So we're yeah. sitting in a room, and on a table is this really cool, funky black thing that looks like a tech device, like a rocket like ship. A torpedo. And it's got lights it lights all like over it. It
5: looks like a torpedo you play with in the pool, and, and it looks like <laughs> we're like
3: transmitting like some kind of like tech waves in here. Like yeah. this doesn't even look like a sexual device toy, whatever we want to call it, pleasure creator <laughs> what it, you look look, it looks like some kind Facilitator. of like paranormal Facilitator. measuring thing <laughs> <But> we're, <laughs> you know, we're talking about ED and what uh, what I'm really fascinated about is what the male brain and mind and heart goes through in, in experiencing that and then mm. the problem solving part of it is this little thing called the rocket
5: which were it's not so sleep. little right? no it's not so little but yeah. well, mind you the, the, the way it feels no, when you're doing
6: all. the treatment with it yeah. is different from how you're that you're not supposed to then keep feeling that way so the right. treatment is that it's like going to the gym and working out and yet yeah, it feels like you're working out mm-hmm. and then later you look at yourself and you look great mm-hmm. um and then you're like oh here's the pleasure part here's the reward so there mm-hmm. is dessert after this right mm-hmm. does it have a
5: cumul- cumulative effect then like the more you use it, the more your performance is enhanced? The science
8: is it causes what's called microtrauma, which kind of sounds mm-hmm. weird, but it's like going to the gym, right? So it increases the blood flow to the area where you're mm-hmm. applying it. There's lots of other applications for this type of technology. It must but the be good for cellulite
4: was, as well, I yes, imagine. Yes,
8: yes. We're coming out with a okay. cellulite okay. removal okay. product ah, okay. that this exact technology uh, – Uh, works for, right? Mm. It won't be called a rocket, right? This is very unique. Uh, But the exact same technology inside of this device removes cellulite. And there are clinical studies that have been done over the last 15 years Mm. in Europe showing the efficacy before and after photos and everything. So it'll be called, so you lost it. (laughs) (laughs) So you lost it.
3: So as (laughs) a man, without making a problem a bigger problem, when when does a man realize, okay, I, I have ED and I need to address this and I want to do something about it
8: when it happens they know right away and the for everybody it's a little different some guys they'll jump right on it and say I need to address this right now Mm -hmm. but I would say most guys they'll sit and think about this for days weeks months sometimes years which is sad right and just so you guys know the national average statistic is that of a hundred percent of the men that have ED only 30 percent will actually act on it and yeah. talk to their doctors or you know, pick up the phone and call or come into a clinic like mine.
3: And do many of them think that possibly they're just losing their mojo in their relationship or something's wrong there or I'm not turned on yes. anymore because yep. I know women, yeah, yeah so know Would go For sure, of
8: course. Hole. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. think that as well. So, I mean, we've seen everything. We've had thousands of patients come through our clinic and oftentimes they'll bring their partner where it's male or female and this is going into the emotional aspect of it. The partner will come in and immediately they start crying and and I'm like Aww, I know what you're going that's so through. Sad. You think that your 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 man isn't attracted to you or doesn't love you anymore or is thinking about somebody else. And nine times out of ten, that's not the case. He actually is having performance anxiety now because he wants to please you too. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's so emotional and it's so you know cerebral mm-hmm. too for men as well.
6: Well, you guys said before about what we address as women the emotional, the intimacy, the passion. Obviously, I totally relate to that. We've all we're all in the business. We've all seen a film that we're in or something that has without the music, and we're like, "Uh oh, this movie's in trouble." Forget it. And then the music is in, and you're like, "It's a different movie." Mm -hmm. So I think, and for me, like for me, the enhancing thing that I've ever used um, is music music for, for sex I mean it makes all the difference um, in that's yeah, a great that's an analogy image. by the way yeah it really
5: it resonates with me right thank you for that
6: and, well you're welcome and I think guys
2: I think I can count on one hand the times we've made love without music
6: well now you know why I, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. it, it sort of right. sets yeah, the and tone right, and course. dictates a mood
3: yes. for sure and maybe shifts your mood or takes you to another place which you know we yeah. did a, our last episode was about playlists you know oh. central playlists oh, okay. and and setting the mood and, and you know musical ambiance which mm-hmm. I, for sure for sure for sure mm-hmm. yeah, gets us and out I of that head space and into our body space and a lot right? of guys right.
6: especially as they get older well, I think very young and older and in the middle maybe not so much They're more like us than we think Mm. they also you know, they feel when you're really connecting and everything But there is this physical thing, you know hurdle to overcome because they have to get hard so what do we do as
3: women to? Help the situation. What can we do as a partner a loving partner? Here's here's
8: what I would say the biggest thing because I see this all day every day is that um Going back to the performance anxiety, which is very difficult for a man to shake once it happens, right? It's PTSD, Mm -hmm. as Eliza will say. So the one thing you can do is support him and talk to him and, and make him feel like... He'll get through this. Give us
3: dialogue. Di- like the literally, exact dialogue. because some people just don't no, have that it right. No, the dialogue
2: is sexy talk. What do you like? What do you enjoy? What do
8: you want? What do you yeah, want? Or it's okay and That's reassured. not putting too much pressure on what him. Do you no, remember? no, 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 no. And, and, and above and beyond that, it's when it does happen, if it does happen, the, the thing to say to a guy is it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Well, like Take that's what I was going to ask. Off
4: I think of him. Yeah, and think about what it happens okay. for you sometimes too as a woman. Yeah. Sometimes you're not always like wet, like fully gushing. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a similar kind of thing. It is so similar it comes yeah. and it goes ebbs make and makes flows. Similar, you know? yeah. I don't know. I yeah, think it'd still like, be extremely
5: uncomfortable to bring that up with my partner. To be completely honest, mm-hmm. I think that would be a squirmer for me. Because you, because you feel you'd be acknowledging it and now it's officially there.
6: So yeah, and what if like I hurt just, his
5: feelings? And, yeah. um, what, or what if he's just going through a hard time in his life and he's not as interested in sex lately? Why am mm-hmm. I trying to put, point this on the ED?
4: Question.
2: Our society hasn't labeled it falsely. What is wrong with you is how we, how we approach it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not the issue. It's not wrong. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what we have a remedy that? anyway. But it, it's not wrong. That's where we really put a big weight so on it. So maybe approach
5: guys. it with saying "There's this is not a problem. This is just more of a discussion, kind exactly. of trying to and it will weed pass, out things right. in our and, lives.
8: The guys put a lot of pressure on themselves because, again, they want to perform. They want to please their partner. But the biggest thing is say, it's a, when it happens and it's obvious – it's okay. Maybe this is we'll a We'll get through deal. this. It's not a big mm-hmm. deal. This Maybe is stressed nothing. out. There could be, like this you said, some nothing. other factors. From some other outs. Yeah. This, that, and the other things. But I will tell you, the biggest thing is they feel awful. They feel more <laughs> bad. They feel more awful that they can't perform for their partners than they do for themselves. Oh, Totally. Yeah, of course. And, and
5: totally. so how, how would... Would there be anything that you would say to look for for an ed type of issue is there you know some kind of frequency that sex would have to decrease by or um some sort of attitude to look for how do we really know if this when, when or if this is becoming an issue in our sex lives
8: when it's happening multiple times you know when it's when it becomes a like consistent sorry when it's what, consistent. what do you
5: consider
3: consistent
8: well, I mean, as we all know, like, if you're not being intimate with your partner, you're not connecting on a deep, deep level, right? And guys want that too, not just not just women. So consistent is, I mean, for me, like, sex every day is amazing, right? But mm-hmm. let's be realistic. If it's, you know, if it's a few times a week or a few times a month and the guy isn't able to perform consistently consistently, mm-hmm then there's a ma- there's an obvious issue so that, everybody's that consi- so
5: this answer would be different for everybody of yeah, course it would be. Or
6: avoidance some people it'll They'll be avoidance mm-hmm. i also think I also, because of the fear yes yeah, the fear. and i also think that for some you know for some people going through this i've said to eric before because um, obviously as women we talk to our friends mm-hmm. and he is unusual cuz like we're really not running into that you know he loves the enhancement of this and just the fun of it and all that but uh, many of my friends especially my age um, you know they're done or it's really changed or it's to the point tell me if you guys relate to this as guys or if you've ever experienced this with guys where it's so specific you can do you know you can take a breath or sneeze at the wrong time and he's like oh great it's uh, I'm done again Mm -hmm. almost like Hmm. Like in sexual fantasies or in when you're giving birth and you're breathing, it has to be so specific. Otherwise, the whole thing, you know, all bets are off. Mm -hmm. Well, usually in your ongoing sexual relationship or love relationship with your partner, it's not really like that. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not like if the phone rings or something like that. You know, you don't make love again for six months. But when somebody's having an issue, um, it is kind of like that. And so it's almost as if you're completely apart. He's going through what he's going through and there's nothing you can do to- It's removed him from the experience, yeah. from the connection. Yeah, you're, you're not even there. He's just struggling against himself. Now, let me ask you guys something. Does If a guy is having those kind of issues with a partner, is he often having those kind of ish- issues on his own also for like masturbation? Or is it like, that's all cool, it's just with a partner? What, what if what That's the
8: case. Then, then it's then there's an issue in the relationship yeah, it because is. exactly of guy, you know, because that's what meaning if
3: he's, if he's if not guy, having those issues on his own. If
8: he's not having those right. issues on his own, then the blood flow is there, and it comes down to science, and it's yeah. all blood flow related. He
2: needs a new girlfriend. Yeah.
8: No. Uh,
4: um, I just want. I just want to say for the women out there listening, it's not necessarily that um, something you're doing wrong in terms of your performance or how sexy you are or not. It's not sure. nothing can be nothing to do with that it can just be a withhold like he's withholding something he hasn't shared he feels shameful about something else that he did you know it can be right. or a, a, a stress of, reaction a, exactly or just biochemical. physiology i mean just yeah.
6: physiology because what, what we were talking about another time you know think about about it during our fertile years where we're making babies usually this doesn't even come up i mean it does occasionally especially now in stressful times but it doesn't really come up and then when that usefulness is gone you know, you just are not as attracted. It's not. There's not that much happening because actually we're not needed biologically. Sex isn't mm-hmm. needed anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not a function that's actually needed. So that we're done. Mm-hmm. And but nowadays people are so vital. You want to stay connected, and you want to keep doing that. I mean, I never even think about our ages. Once in a while, it occurs to me. are doing it for mm-hmm. much
3: longer because we're getting pregnant so much later in. They're also th- having th- sex
4: for not just violent so The primal,
3: you know, connection mm-hmm. between male and fam- yeah. female. That's really interesting mm-hmm. because it's been extended like 10, 15, maybe 20 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. It's yes. really it comparison to how it used to be. Um, just a question. How much does alcohol contribute to this as well?
8: A lot. Because sometimes I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, if you're talking, you know, a guy that, that is a daily drinker, a heavy drinker, that he's got other issues to mm. worry about first. You got to get healthy, right? Mm-hmm. For sure, alcohol. Because
3: sometimes is. intoxicated sh- sex can be better sex. Oh, of sober course, sex different. Of course, but sometimes but I get too much alcohol affects of the ability. I have a lot of guys that come into the clinic again,
8: mm-hmm. and I say this because I use it as a resource. Uh, because we see so much. I had a guy come in the other day, and I mean, I, he was literally drunk. I could smell it on him. And I'm like, you can't do that. I go, I'm not even going to treat you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, let's talk about your lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So daily alcohol consumption, especially in excess, I don't mean one glass of wine, but in excess, mm-hmm. will absolutely contribute to
0: ED. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
6: our best hopes.
7: You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they
0: find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson. How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world?
7: Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
4: I would imagine, and from what I've known, a lot of men and women reach for Viagra as a solution. I'm glad you brought that up. But I feel like it's more of a Band-Aid. It
8: is a Band-Aid, of course. All the drugs do is dilate the blood vessel to allow the blood to temporarily flow in, right? And
5: without the drug, there's no dilation. Therefore, you're back to square one.
8: You're back to square one. Mm -hmm. What this technology does and what the rocket does is it safely removes the plaque buildup so that you don't need the drugs
3: it's almost you know you think about a lot of men where it's that overachiever they're taking it before they even need it it's almost like they just it's just it's optimal I ma- yeah i mean i just and it's sort of like do they and they think we really want to have four or five or six like we don't really want <laughs> just everyone we don't really want marathon sex we, i
5: mean no. can we all okay, i mean no we My kids agree. wake up way too early for that yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> thank you okay
8: right so. well it can so, also be it can also be out. a confidence thing a lot of guys will pop a pill even though they might not necessarily need it because it's more of a Mm -hmm. psychological thing. Then they become dependent Mm -hmm. on the pills and eventually Mm -hmm. the pills stop working anyway. Okay,
5: so I want to ask a questions. I I know we have a lot of listeners who are, look, we're we're here for a sex podcast, right? We're all really open about every issue relating to sex and intimacy. Mm -hmm. But what about for our listeners who might have gone maybe years without sex with their partner and they're in this rut and they're listening to us right now and they're thinking, how do I bring this up? Now it's been years; it's too late for us. What do they do? And 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 they're not talking about this with their friends, and they're they feel alone. How do they get that spice back and bring up this ED? That is sad.
8: Yes, it is. It is. I mean, but it's sad. not uncommon it's, it's, and, and really it's common. Frequent. It's frequent. Yeah. If you're not if you're not intimate with your partner, and I mean sexually intimate, to me, that is a major major issue in a relationship because that's when you connect with mm. someone on a level that is just.
4: Well, so on a ready.
6: hopeful note You can't Because you can't force it And I know I have a very Very good friend Who She and her husband Were very sexual And they have kids And then they stopped And her thing is She's just not interested anymore He still is She doesn't want him To be with anybody else But she also mm-hmm. won't be with him And she thinks that's fine mm-hmm. Now to me right. it's like Excuse me yeah, mm-hmm. No
3: I know I know a lot of people Like that too And it, yeah. it blows my mind It's almost like The
5: baby excuse Kind of idea Yes, yes. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. they
3: get Into that space And I, I just think There's something Super dangerous dangerous about unmet needs and when we talk about intimacy i think finding intimacy within yourself Mm -hmm. and understanding what you need and desire and what makes you tick and um self-pleasure and and being intimate with yourself is super important to be able to have that connection Mm -hmm. with your partner and, and somehow we're so many people are just putting that on the back burner and forgetting about the pleasure of On a, on a hopeful
6: connection. note, right? w- they do. I think we go through chapters in our lives. What I would Absolutely. say to somebody if they were like, oh my God, it's been too long. How do I bring it up now? I would say, just like in every other area, we go through chapters. Mm-hmm. Your most intimate times could be in the future with your partner because I also know Nuts. another couple where that mm-hmm. happened they they had an okay uh, kind of a lukewarm sex life but they were fine they were friends they got married they blended their families and then they kind of took a break from it and then I don't know if she went to a tantric class or what happened exactly <laughs> I think it might her. have yeah. been more Brooke what you're talking about something she did with herself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she, some retreat and she did with herself and then suddenly they developed what, what he termed a very interesting sex life and I think they started to <laughs> tantric- tell more <laughs> secrets <laughs> experiment
8: it's
4: start to gain more skills of how to relate to each other mm-hmm. and how yeah. to connect mm-hmm. and that can come at all the different yeah. stages. That's that was amazing. the yeah. course of a relationship. Very encouraging right? too.
8: And the power
3: yeah. of the bond of the sexual connection is undeniable. Mm. Of course. I mean it oh, yeah. will change the course of your day, your mood, your your Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Again, if you're not
8: connecting with your partner on that level, there's there are going to be issues. Yeah.
3: Well, thank you for the vulnerability this is this is a great learning experience for yeah me. you and,
8: know and it, i just wanted to touch on uh, one more thing with the rocket and the technology inside of it you know i should say that doctors in europe have been using this exact same technology for 20 25 years to treat guys with ed issues wow. or to help optimize their performance I, I call them optimization so you know we have this type of technology since there's, there's no downtime there's no side effects is for anybody any guy. I have guys that come into the clinic again that are in their 20s, 30s, at any age, because it's all natural. It keeps the plaque down. It increases blood flow you know and and it grows new tissue it literally okay. grows it's new it's like like a vessels.
4: biohack right it's a biohack in yeah. fact
8: hmm. I have a lot of biohacker customers <laughs> right a lot of high profile biohacker customers that we've all heard of and they all know what shockwave therapy is and mm-hmm. you yeah. know they do it and now Are they're buying the rocket some
3: people doing it for preventative reasons
8: of course considering yes. the science of the plaque absolutely oh, that's what you said yeah or it is preventative so, so if yet, I can relate it to ten. this this is like going to the dentist right you gotta go to the dentist take care of your teeth right remove the plaque no matter how well you eat how much you exercise you still have to go to the dentist and for men again this is like
5: maintenance it's maintenance yeah. so right? how much is it
8: it's 749 749 dollars how often do you have to use it uh you can use it if you're a performance guy or a maintenance guy Once a week, a couple times a month. If you have ED, we have a specific protocol for that. And what
5: if you don't get the rocket, but you want this technology? How much would that cost?
8: Exactly. I'm glad you asked that. And the reason why we uh, invented the rocket is to bring the cost down. It's very expensive. Like I said, uh, a series or a protocol of treatments can go anywhere from $3,000 to $10,000. And I'll tell you right now, that is the 1%. Right? Mm-hmm. We live in a, This is L.A. We live in a bubble here, right? So there's lots of guys that can afford this, mm-hmm. right? But for every guy that calls a clinic, there's 100 guys that can't afford this. So right? they'll get they their sex them life back. all over the back, world. You get your sex life back.
5: Yes. They don't have to spend 10 grand. The and, it reali- the, you know, and it amortizes. And it amortizes, right? So the reality is this. Better and better.
8: The reason why we invented the rocket for three reasons. We removed the cost factor, Right. A lot more guys can afford $749 than 10 grand, Mm -hmm. right? We removed the shame and embarrassment factor. Mm -hmm. Because now you can do this Mm -hmm. in the privacy of your own home. Because again, only 30% of the guys that are having issues will actually do something about it, right? So now 100% of the guys can do something about it. And then the proximity, right? Mm. So even if a guy could afford to do treatments in the clinic, what if he doesn't live within 200 miles of a clinic like mm-hmm. mine yeah. right so or somewhere we're shipping rockets all over the world right. you know so, and how does
3: somebody find a clinic a sexy like bars for our listeners they literally uh, so, what, what, so, what's the search what, what are they well, looking will, for well guys they'll
8: just start googling like erectile dysfunction uh, you know cures or erectile okay. dysfunction or this and that so they'll, they'll naturally call the clinic but you know that's where this comes in is because they can't these guys can't afford it
6: I, You know I never asked you But with SSRIs being so popular Everybody's using those um, Zoloft, Wellbutrin, and all that mm-hmm. And it's known for men and women that it completely can kill you sexually Mm. it kills the libido yeah yeah, so just preventatively and I know a lot of people have been like well so what should I do and the stuff you can do is very dangerous Mm. to balance it out including starting to drink and and Mm. use other crazy drugs bad bad drugs right so (laughs) does anybody come saying I'm going to start treating depression with SSRIs and I know some of the side effects I'd like to prevent those what do you have for me I mean that would be be really depressing yes
8: well I mean (laughs) (laughs) this technology can make you happy right so if someone's depressed i mean we get guys in the clinic all the time that are, that are depressed and i ask them are you depressed because that's a different issue right uh-huh. this technology is not going to help that right you gotta let's let's fix something unless it's because you can't get and maintain interaction, an of course then this will help
6: but do they ever come because they're using a drug that's whose side effect is that they can't get it out? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. all well, the time. Well, even hair growth. I mean, look at all of the products on the market right. for that. Where Same. you know
3: the downside, it's like, okay, guys, let's
6: get
8: our priorities in yeah. straight here. No, and yeah. I mean they have to fill out a health questionnaire in their chart, so I'll literally look at what you know drugs they're on or what drugs they're taking. I'm like, okay, gotta stop taking that. 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 Yes. that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow, amazing.
4: Thank you yes. so much. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you, guys. This is great. What's the website? So
8: you can go to getmyrocket.com. We have very educational videos on there to show exactly what the technology mm-hmm. does. At the bottom of the website, I will tell you right now, there are clinical studies that have been done for decades all over the world proving that it's safe and it, it and it works. And also, my uh, – his
2: uh, your partner, my friend John Hoffman. Also told me, yeah, you 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 might not have the problem now, but you're a man. You will sometime have yeah. this mm-hmm. issue.
5: There mm-hmm. yeah, we go. That's a crazy yeah, thing nice to know say. To know you're
8: somebody not alone
4: in it. <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: exactly.
8: Yeah. So yeah, you, go, you can go you can go to getmyrocket.com dot and check that <laughs> out.
4: Yeah, exactly. A brutally honest friend. <laughs> buzzkill. Yeah. Yes.
8: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for Thanks, having
3: guys. us. Thank we thank appreciate you. it. Informative. Thanks.
0: Subscribe to Intimate Knowledge on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen
2: to
6: podcasts.
1: Listen to Season 2 of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: I used to have so many men...